Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 122 of the Cloudcast. Um, this is Aaron, and this episode is actually a little different. Uh, we actually recorded this last week um, at the CloudStack Collaboration Conference. I had a chance to sit down with Richard Morell, and for those of you that don't know Richard, um, he has a podcast over at cloudevangelist.org, and we recorded this episode together along with Mark Hinkle, who is in the open source office at Citrix, and Richard and I decided to jointly publish uh, this conversation. Um, so I hope you enjoy it, and if you get a chance, go over to Richard's uh, site, again, cloudevangelist.org, and uh, give it a listen. And with that, here's the interview. Recording another podcast from the CloudStack Collaboration Conference in Amsterdam in Holland. And I'm joined by His Royal Highness Mark Hinkle. And it's sort of clash of the castes because sitting opposite me, weighing about 160 pounds less than me, in on the red corner, it's Aaron Delp. Aaron, hello, introduce yourself. Hello everybody. My name is Aaron Delp and yeah, the the clash of the cast is uh, I do a, a podcast called The Cloudcast. And uh, apparently it's uh, s- kept you sane. Yeah, it, it worked as a very effective sedative. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I, I'm a regular listener to the show. Mark, introduce yourself. I'm Mark Hinkle. I run the open source business office at Citrix. And not just the open source business office, but also cloud, the, whole, the whole cloud piece as well. Not the whole cloud piece, no. Just but the open source. But you're responsible for a lot of the cloud cloud stuff. Uh, for Zen, ser- for uh, Zen servers and project and Cl- Apache CloudStack contributions from Citrix, yes. Now, it's a hell of a coup to put an event like this on, isn't it? Because you think how many people are actually attending. Yeah, actually, I think the it's an amazing amount of work, but this one was done mainly by volunteers. Uh, we had our users from Schubert Phils, who are actually did the lion's share of the work and are on the ground here in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did an, a great job getting a good venue and promoting the conference. And then other members of the community from around the world helped promote it. And uh, the committers from the Apache Cloud Stack Project helped decide on the schedule, et cetera. I'm going to pose a question to Aaron now. You've been to a plethora of cloud conferences over the last five years. Way too many, yes. Do you think we're turning a corner? I, I think we are. Um, but it also comes down to in my mind, actually everyone figuring out what they really want to do with cloud. Right. (laughs) Because up until now, it's always, I want cloud, I want cloud. And then everyone gets about halfway down and goes, now, wait a second, why do I want it? And for us, that's really been the turning point of everyone figuring out, okay, in the service providers, what what does that use case look like? And Mm. in an enterprise, what does that use case look like? And they're vastly different, and it's not one cloud fits all. I don't want to turn into the next generation of Tim O'Reilly and calling this cloud 2.0. But I really think now you've got a lot of service providers and a lot of enterprises who have now really started to think, what's the difference between Vert and cloud? And they're starting to get it. Yeah, I, I agree completely. The The biggest thing that I'm seeing with that is it's not so much that virtualization happening as much as it, like the use cases, uh, Paul Angus from yep. Shape Blue, the, the first session this morning. It honestly came down to it wasn't price. It wasn't. It was all about agility, and 
everyone that's the one key thing that everyone keeps talking about over and over and over that ability to go faster especially around the network virtualization aspects of it mm -hmm. that that seems to be the biggest you know you, virtualization honestly is the uh, storage servers kinds of kind of aspects of it now we're really moving into the networking and that's really the the motivator going forward Mark Zen has been part of the food stuff of cloud for the last three or four years it's become just as a ubiquitous as KVM and as VMware out there in the hypervisor space. Do you think we are actually arming DevOps and IT ops people more than ever before with the ability to change the whole influence that they have within the IT spectrum? I th oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's really open source in general has given people access to the technology, whether it be Zen or KVM. And as Aaron mentioned before, it's now it's about the network. So we've always had, not always, but storage virtualization has been pervasive. And with Zen and KVM and VMware, that has compute um, virtualization has been pervasive. But now we have network virt virtualization, so it's like the final pillar. And people are doing interesting things. And that's the agility that, that Aaron was talking about, is people now can, can completely provision services in a... Uh, um, completely from the storage and the compute and the network and have a, a whole service and not components of a service be provisioned. And, and I would just add one one really nice aspect about this event in general, um, again, going back to the open source and, and really being a user-driven both project and show is the amount of users here and the amount of people just actually sitting out in the hall hacking and guys staying up all night adding sure. in, into Apache Cloud Stack. And it's really nice to be able to sit in, a, sit in a room and everyone has ideas and then next thing you know, there's commits made. And I think the community aspect of it, this can't be overplayed, can it? No, I, I agree completely. This, so again, you were mentioning all the shows. Yeah. So of all the shows I've been to, this, this one is far and away has a very different feel to it mm -hmm. than a lot of the other shows it's uh, you know, a lot of users a lot of people just sitting in the halls collaborating and, it, and it's it's got a very nice feel in the fact that it's not too big not too small mm -hmm. and it's it's got a lot of momentum behind it uh, we were talking the other night we made the sort of it wasn't a disparaging comment remotely at all but it was it was a differentiator wasn't it between the open stack type developer summits where it's very much vendor driven a lot of the attendees are are from the vendor community sure. yeah I think that that the design point for OpenStack is that it it provides a collection of open source software that vendors can deliver to technology solutions from. So they can roll distributions, not unlike the Linux kernel was 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting about CloudStack is that it is a platform for users to innovate on, and they're the main consumers of the end product of Apache Cloud Stack, and that's that is uh, very interesting in comparison to the other ones. Different, not better or worse. But I've also seen as well this week that a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing in the room is revenue based. Sure, sure. I mean the the it's always about driving a business need or creating revenue, and I think that a lot of the people that are here talking are service providers talking on behalf of their customers or technology developers who are talking on behalf of their customers or in con on conjunction because it's a complex thing to deliver a cloud. So the users are relying on these vendors to help fill their 
um, expertise needs and storage or networking. We have Juniper here. We have Nexanta and SolidFire and NetApp here for storage. So these guys and gals are providing um, augmentation to existing knowledge because cloud is a very complex thing. It's not as uh, narrowly focused as other technology segments. It touches everything in your enterprise. But if we turn the clock back 12, 15 years and you're sat behind an uncomfortable desk and an uncomfortable chair working at PSINet, having to manage that whole customer service relationship, all that experience comes to bear, doesn't it? It does. It does. It's uh, deja vu all over again in a lot of ways uh, um, because the the interesting thing was back then people didn't know what they wanted. They knew they wanted to be on the internet. Today I think a lot of companies and and people want to be in the cloud, but they weren't really sure what that meant and what that entailed. And so in those days the internet service providers helped them get on the information superhighway. And now today what we're we're helping people do is take it to the cloud. I mean to use the the buzzword, but yeah, absolutely. And and the one of the things I would probably add too is with with this conference again the the amazing amount of you know we were talking about users kind of adding things in and that's really kind of the apache way at the end of the day but but we're we're actually starting to see to that point is uh, a number of you know storage vendors getting involved a number of networking vendors getting involved and, and it's really honestly because their customers are asking them to and we're starting to see some products come out and some features come out that it's taking the you know the vendor specific features kind of and stepping it up a level and really adding in some features that are really cloud specific, which is something I, I think is the next generation of where a lot of vendors will be going with their products. Now you were over at LinuxCon in Las Vegas what, seven weeks ago now, eight weeks ago now. Yeah, was it was it that long? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem that long ago, but it was. Um, and, you know, again, you saw a lot of the components of the food chain of cloud represented there, the VMware telling their story, OpenStack telling their story. Do you think everyone's trying to solve common problems, or do you think there's not enough interworking? Oh, that's a really great question. I think it's actually a little bit of both. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, what I see a lot of times is a lot of everyone trying to retrofit a solution back into the features they already have in the product today yep. versus next steps and, and what are the purpose-built features that may be needed in the next generation. I, I think that's what we're just starting to see right now from a lot of the vendors. A lot of the vendors really wanted to go, oh, cloud, 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 I want to be there. Yep. But at the same time, they didn't necessarily have the products or the features in their products to support that. So now I think everyone's starting to figure that out, and, and we'll start to see that moving forward next year. I'm going to make a sweeping statement, and let's just explore it for a second. Do you think that a lot of CIOs were very quick out the gate trying to build their first iteration of cloud? Yes. <laughs> very simply, yes. <laughs> do, uh, and, do, and do you think essentially that there's going to be – I, I, I don't want to say egg on the face because nobody wants to make an enemy of a, C, of a CIO within a customer, but do you think – there's going to have to be a rationale, almost like a wind back for custom for, for those enterprise organizations to start thinking, actually, what are these catalog items customers want to move to cloud? How are we going to move those workloads? And what risk does that actually mean to our business? Yeah, and so to, to coin a phrase from one of our old bosses, I'm looking at Mark here, so we, we, we have to go through the trough of disillusionment. 
That's <laughs> a good phrase. I'm going to use that regularly. Now. <laughs> and I really think that that CIOs are are actually just starting to begin that. A lot of cloud projects start it, and some of them, you know, the the bodies may or may not get buried very shortly. And some projects have started and failed. And I really, again, it goes back to those use cases, right? They they didn't necessarily have an end goal in mind and just started building. Yeah. And this isn't a case of if you build it, they will come. It is a matter of at the end of the day, operationally, what do you want to do and what do you want to achieve? And I think we're starting to see, okay, maybe the cloud 2.0, if we go back to that, it, we're, you're starting to see some purpose-built clouds going forward with some vendor features going forward. And mm -hmm. it, it's all starting to gel and come together. It was almost like the industry developed, but no one quite knew where we were going. I mean, you you're into podcast number 130 now. Yeah, somewhere up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, so you've seen a hell of a lot of evolution. Yes, yes. It's it's been very interesting. Couple of years. Yeah, we're actually coming up on almost three years now. Yeah, I mean, I'm into sort of 18 months too. I, I never wanted to do this, but someone said do it. And I was just <laughs> like, I've listened to Aaron. I have to follow that. So I just thought if I kept mine down to 10 minutes, people would listen to three of mine for every f two of yours or <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> it was a deliberate thing keep it shorter than that yeah we, we, we try and keep it short but we're not successful i admit it <laughs> no but i mean I, I think the great thing for me is that many a long car journey you've been my my sole companion <laughs> <laughs> good to hear good to hear mark with your oss head on do you think that open source is arming the next generation of uh graduates and also young leaders in industry I do. I think there's sort of, there's a culture of um, sharing ideas that this generation is growing up with that my generation didn't have the mechanism to do. So we didn't have pervasive internet and Facebook and forums and a culture of sharing. So the maker bots and the um, open source Arduino boards and Beagle boards and all these 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 open source toys of this generation I think are really going to set the stage for some interesting developments later on. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about that this afternoon in my keynote of, you know, high school kids creating prosthetic arms for amputees on 3D, printed, 3D printers and using Legos and Arduino boards in a way that the medical community can't even fathom or has not taken the initiative to do so. Yeah, and, and to kind of flip it back to something that's going on here, um, you know, the, the Google uh, Summer of Code and, yep. and some fantastic uh, happenings that, that were donated back into Apache Cloud Stack. And it actually led to two new committers into mm -hmm. the project. And so, you, you know, we have people still in college contributing enough to actually become Apache committers in a short amount of time and really making a difference just in a summer. One of my top five podcast downloads this year has been Young Rewide State, which is a global program for young 11 to 16, 11 to 18 year olds. And uh, that has a huge amount of enthusiasm behind it. And I think we need to, I think as in it, people in industry to actually put back and do some more stuff. Agreed. Doesn't hurt us at all. Yep. Aaron, it's been great having you on the podcast. And Mark, thanks for making time. Thank you very much.